what is up everybody welcome back to the boiling thoughts podcast i'm your host david and this is episode number four roll the intro today i have a very special guest here with me and i'm so incredibly excited for this episode and i already know it's going to be awesome but before we actually start i have some reviews from you so i'm going to read those real quick first review is from kulan and he says amazing pod i love this podcast perfect for drives and relaxing while learning more about your different experiences i totally love it love the episode three keep up the good work thank you so much kulan i really really appreciate it it's very nice of you next um review is from ben and ben says great podcast david we got to learn things about you tech is such an amazing way to meet people and make new friends keep up the good work Thank you so much, Ben. I really, really appreciate it as well. And the last review is from Emily and it says, I'm so happy for you and I'm so proud of you for all your success, both on Twitch with the po- and with the podcast. It's been such a lovely podcast to listen to while doing various activities, such as homework, relaxing or listening with others. You've done such a lovely job creating a podcast where people can come feel connected while also learning something new. I'm so excited to listen to future episodes. I would definitely recommend this podcast to family and friends. It's amazing. Emily, thank you for the great review. I really, really appreciate it. Everyone, if you want to leave me a review as well, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or in the YouTube comments. Now we will get to the actual episode. As I said, I have a very special guest here with me and it's my great friend Summer. Summer, the microphone is yours. Please introduce yourself. Tell us what you do and who you are. Hi, David. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Uh, first, I want to say thank you for creating this podcast. I'm I'm so happy that, that you did this, and I feel honored to be a part of it. And uh, my name is Summer Silvery. I live in California, and I am a digital artist. Thank you so much, Summer. That is so incredible. Um, what do we do here on the Boiling Thought podcast every episode is that we do a boiling thought of the day and people send me their boiling thoughts of the day and I always pick one and today is today's boiling thought of the day is about quitting social media and if you would be able to quit social media for like a month and live without it so tell me what do you think about this and how would you be able to handle this I honestly that's so funny that you bring that up because you and I met on Clubhouse And, um, I recently made the switch to back away from Clubhouse as much as I've been using it. And, uh, so I won't be doing the your daily affirmations all the time anymore. So that's so funny. That's the boiling thought, but, um, I don't know. It would definitely be hard for me because I get a lot of clients and build a lot of connections with people and network a lot. That's basically all I do is use social for that with my digital art. So that'd be very difficult for me to stop for a month because that means like income would stop. Exactly. I totally understand because as you said, you are a digital artist and you are an online person and entrepreneur. And guys, let me tell you, Summer, she is such an incredible person and such a strong woman. And I totally adore her. She's so amazing. So please make sure to check out her work. Everything will be in the description. You can find the links there. 
and yes as summer said we did meet on clubhouse clubhouse is such an incredible app and i actually think it was like a one month anniversary um two days ago that i joined uh, your daily affirmations club so that is so incredible i can't believe it was already a month since i've joined i was just gonna say it was like it's been awesome because at the beginning of january is when i started the club and i was like Cody Bennett, Stevie, um, Stevie Dev is what people know him as. Um, they joined me and it, it was seven weeks straight, I think this week of doing, getting up on, at super early in the morning where I'm from, 5.30 Pacific time and talking and having other people join the conversation. So it's, it's really cool. I wanted to do a month straight of people coming on and then I wanted to make it about the people, like people creating their own rooms, starting their own conversations, connecting with people, um, instead of me just talking. For people that don't know about it, Clubhouse is basically an audio-based application where you can host different voice rooms. And Summer started this club with Stevie Dapp and Cody Bennett, as you said, and it's called Your Daily Affirmation. And it is such an incredible club because when I first joined Clubhouse, I was looking for a room where I can talk with people where I would feel, you know, comfortable and nice and share some positive experiences and maybe some advice. And that is exactly what is your daily affirmations about. And can you tell me a story of how did you think about this concept and how did you start basically this whole your daily affirmations movement? Yeah, so I... Last year, um, a couple months into the lockdown and the pandemic, um, I was like, we need some positivity out there. We need to get things rolling with just good, good stuff, not, not what's going on in the world right now, because we need to just have a little lighter content <laughs> and stuff out there. And I've always been a fan of affirmations and affirmation cards and I totally believe in them. So I started illustrating my own affirmation cards digitally and posting them on Facebook and Instagram. And it's called Your Daily Affirmation Card. And when Clubhouse came out and was I was able to, to hop on in January, I was like, I need to create a Your Daily Affirmation Club just for people to hop on, share positivity, share the good that's happening in their life, or maybe they need to share something that they need to get off their chest and there's going to be a supportive group surrounding them. And it's so incredible because I remember like it was yesterday when I first joined and you guys were so amazing and so sweet and I always felt like a part of it. So if you are on a clubhouse or if you plan on joining clubhouse, make sure to check out the Your Daily Affirmations Club. I will definitely Put all the links down below as well uh, and something that has been part of this movement and this club is mental health and mental health advocating and i know you are very smart and you talk about mental health and you can give advice and about shifting your mindset and to be more positive so how did you get into this and how do you deal with shifting your mindset to be more positive so that that's something that has to be worked on every day, I think. Um, especially with the, the stress of the world as it is right now, it kind of raises the bar in that, that stress level already. And just your mindset can, can shift pretty easily 
right now. But um, in general, I think it's just important to always check in with yourself and see where you're at and be completely honest. Because I'm the kind of person who always wants to please people and say yes and be a part of things and whatever. And I think when you're like that and you don't really step back and say, you know what, this isn't, this isn't right for me. I need to kind of listen to myself and just take a look at what's going on. Um, I think that is a huge thing for your mental health because you don't realize kind of when, I don't know, it's kind of like when you get in your car to drive and sometimes you can pull in your driveway and not even realize that you drove from one point to the other. It kind of just, just disappears, you know? Because uh, you're just doing it so much, you it's like second nature to you. That's kind of how it is with negative thoughts. That's kind of how it is with toxic relationships. It's kind of how it is with always saying yes and not looking in on yourself and realizing, okay, these people, these things, these actions are not right for me. I need to figure out what is. And it can take a toll on your body. So I think just taking a step back and being completely honest with yourself is the number one thing in helping with that. And that's something I have to do every single day. I have a journal and I write in it every day. And that, that helps a lot because you can be pretty honest in your journal rather than to someone else or whatever, sometimes even in your own mind. So it's, it's nice to write it down. That is so incredible. And me as someone that got more interested in mental health and positive affirmations and trying to work on myself, both spiritually and physically, I know how hard it is in the beginnings. So would you have, do you have any tips for people that just got started and try to improve their life? And do you basically have any tips for them to think more positively and try to look at things with a different perspective or from a different perspective? Yeah. So I'm just going to say a quote right now because I can say eat healthy, write things, do this, do that. It, and that is so much easier said than done too. So um, a quote to remember is you have survived 100% of your worst days. So every single bad day that you've ever had, you've gotten through it. So anytime you feel like you're spiraling or you're going down like the rabbit hole of negativity, just realize that you have gotten through this before and it has been okay and you have seen the light at the end of the tunnel. And I think that right there is so important to remind yourself if you're not ready to write things down, if you're not ready to eat healthy, if you're not ready to take the other steps, I think it's first starting off with, Hey, you know what? I've survived this before. That first class that you've walked into for the first time being nervous, the person that you've dated, the person that you got to know for the first time, the, the job that you had that you walked into and were so nervous about or terrified or whatever, you have survived 100% of your worst days and you have survived 100% of what's unknown to you at the time. So anything that freaks you out, or makes you feel like, oh, this is never going to end. It does because you're, I mean, you're a witness of that. You've, you've experienced that your whole life. Wow, this is so powerful. And I just have to agree because I have this 
quote that is generally known, but it's very nice. And it's also, it says that negativity is a choice. And it is true because in the past few months, I found myself that in whatever situation I get myself into, I just know that there are more meanings and reasons behind it. And I never go for the bad one because it is the easiest option to go for the bad one and just get into this spiral of negativity and bad thoughts, bad thoughts. But I just realized that there is a reason behind everything and the consequent and the consequences of that action will definitely make you a better person or teach you something and you will realize that in long term. So it's true. Everything you just said, it's so true. And if you're a beginner and you're trying to shift your mindset so you think more positively and you're trying to change your life, always look at things from different perspective. I always say this, take a step back, think about everything, write it down and make sure you do not let things get over your life and somehow take over your life. Because maybe in a few months, when you will look back at it, you will realize it was silly and it doesn't even have that big of a value in your life anymore. And something important to remember as well is that for anybody listening, because this is what I've kind of seen with myself, so it might be different for for everybody. But when I start to shift into a negative mindset, because sometimes I don't even realize it. Because I think I am a positive person. I feel like I am. I take the positive steps. But sometimes it creeps in and you don't even realize it. And when I realize it is when I I don't want to talk to people as much. Or I'm, I'm not openly wanting to consume information or new knowledge or anything like that. You're just like, I don't want to hear any of it. And that's, that's not a good space to be it, but I think that's a good indicator that there's something else going on um, when you're not open to new knowledge and you're not open to communicating with people and um, building a community and doing all that stuff. Because I know there are introverted people out there that like to be on their own, but it's, it's different. It's when you don't want to learn new things and expand your knowledge and be open to advice and tips. Um, that place is is a negative place and it's an indicator that you should probably take a step back and see what's going on or do some self-care. That is so important to take self-care days and sometimes put yourself first and put yourself on this pedestal because we often put other people there and we forget about ourselves and then it shows, it shows on our mental health and on our behavior and our productivity. People that know you know that you are a very creative person and you do digital art. Can you tell us about when did you start and what got you into digital art or art in general? Oh, it's a story. <laughs> but uh, so I originally grew up in the state of Ohio in the US and I was born and raised there. It's a it's it's a big state, but the town I lived in was super small and there was this mindset where you go to high school, you go to college, you meet the love of your life, you get married, you have a job, whatever. Um, that's pretty much the standard. And it's for me, so same here where <laughs> I live. 
It's yeah. so same here, like the same pattern. Yeah. So I, I didn't feel like that fit my mold at all. I was going into my four and a half years of college. I was afraid to leave college because I didn't know what I wanted to do with the degree I was going for. Because I was like, what job am I going to do with this? I'm not passionate about any of this stuff. So I was afraid to leave college, but I also hated college. So I dropped out. I was accepted into an entrepreneurial program in Silicon Valley, California. And it was it was kind of like a, uh, what's it called? Just a fast-paced eight-week program where it helped teach you about entrepreneurship. It put you around all these incredible human beings. And it really pushed you to step outside the norm and outside of your box, which was really important for me because I was so just intertwined with the way of the world in that small little town that I grew up in. So it was nice to expand my, my knowledge and all that stuff. But I've always been a doodler. Like I would doodle and draw and all that stuff. And um, throughout school, I had a hard time focusing. So I would draw like crazy in my lectures, in classes, and I would take a dry erase board with me to college just so I could draw and then erase it. Um, but that helped me focus so much. And then when I went to the entrepreneurial school, I was like, I could really, I could, I could make a living off of this, I think. So I got an iPad Pro and it was the first time that I went digital. It was October, 2016. And I started turning my work digital and I had no prior experience in the digital world, no software experience, no clients that I had previously. All I had was restaurant jobs and uh, customer service jobs and stuff like that through college. So I was like, how am I going to build my credibility and my resume or portfolio up? How am I going to do this? Because I, I want to, to make it into something that I can make money from that's when social media came into play. <laughs> and I started making these illustrations for companies and public figures and stuff. And it would have meaningful little icons and pieces inside of it. And then I would start tagging them on Twitter and on social. And I happened to reach the attention of people like Logan Paul. Uh, he's a social media influencer and YouTuber. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, who is a businessman, entrepreneur, he has my illustration hanging up in his office. And Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he reached out, like he retweeted me on Twitter and he asked me to send my illustration to him to his movie trailer in Vancouver, Canada while he was shooting Rampage. And he sent me a picture of it hanging up and that was incredible. Um, Lewis Howe, who is a positive, inspirational speaker, Jay Sheedy. He's also a inspirational speaker and was once a monk turned now. He's just like a positive motivator. Um, and just, I could go on. It's so incredible though, because I was making meaningful pieces of art, digital pieces of art and meaningful for these people. And they weren't just hey, I'm going to draw your face and I want you to like it. It was no, I'm going to draw the pieces of your life that you have, um, the things that you're so proud of. So The Rock, 
I, I made him an illustration that had all of his movies from the beginning to the end. And then an inspirational quote that he lives by, which is he had seven bucks in his pocket and he knew one day that he wouldn't. And just making meaningful stuff like that. Gary Vaynerchuk, he has a whole wall up um, in his office of things that mean something to him, like trinkets and all this stuff. And I illustrated every single thing on that wall and I gave that to him because it's unique and it's different. But what that's like my a short version of why and how I got into digital art is this is the way that I feel like I can be my creative self. And there's so many different things since I switched to digital that I can do. Like I've written and illustrated five children's books of my own. I have a children's book series. So it's, it's neat because you don't know you're going to accomplish these things until you actually take one step forward and try it and then fail and then try it again and fail and then keep going. You learn stuff along the way and then you, you start coming up with more and more ideas. And, um, I, I've always been a creative, so having this outlet has meant the world to me. And I am not going back to college to get a degree, even though I have a semester left. This story is just incredible. Even though this is not me first time hearing it, I'm still so incredibly shocked. I've seen your videos in your video where you talked about your art in your year. I think it was 2019 on your YouTube channel. Oh, it was 2017. Oh, God. Um... And I've seen those and I've seen like the first video you made as an entrepreneur when you talked about that there is a possibility of failing, but you should never give up. And that is something that I'm very interested in. And it's such a, it's such a mystery to me. I mean, it's not a mystery, but I want to learn so much about how is it to be an entrepreneur, to work for yourself and be your own boss. How do you feel about that? And would you change it sometimes for a normal nine to five job? Um, so yes and no, but mainly I would never change it. Um, so it's difficult to get a steady income because you're constantly grinding and finding clients and doing stuff like that and waiting for money to come in after you finish a project and stuff. And I think when you first start out, you just, you want to try different things. And um, I'm not just doing these art pieces that I want to do. I'm making icons for videos. I'm doing marketing material for people who want it on their YouTube or any kind of marketing stuff for like brochures or stickers or whatever. And there, there's so many, you wear so many hats because not only are you the creator, you're the business person. And if you don't know how to do any of that, you have to look it up yourself. And then you have to manage your own social media on top of whatever else you're doing. So there's a lot of hats to wear. And when you first start off, you don't really know what to do or where to start. So it can get overwhelming. It's almost handicapping because when you're sitting there and you realize you have a full 24 hours in the day and it's only up to you, you don't have a boss, you don't have a teacher, you don't have your parent or anything telling you like you need to do this at this time. Because we've literally been trained to do that from day one. Like we would go to like when we first started school when we were tiny all the way up until college. And then you get a job. You're always having somebody telling you what to do constantly. You have been hardwired to have people tell you what to do. So unwiring that, telling yourself what to do, being disciplined, having a plan 
I think that that took me time because I had a hard time focusing and super just hyper and wanted to try all these different things. So there's a lot of failing in that because you realize there's not stability. You realize that you have to actually put all of your, your, your thought and everything into one direction and build that so that you can build other directions. So there's lots of different things to learn and experience, but I say, yes, like go back to a nine to five. I, I would never, I can't even picture doing that, but that's the, the reason I would say that. So everything that I just said for anybody who's listening, if that doesn't sound fun or exciting or adventurous to you and it's whatever, then the nine to five might be better. Um, but it just depends on the person. But I would 1,000%, okay, 99% instead of the 100, since I said yes a little bit to the 9 to 5. Um, I'm totally a creative, somebody who has to work for herself because I like the freedom. I like being able to call the shots. And I love what I do. So it doesn't seem as hard. There are hard days and it's a lot of work, but if you love what you do, you're just excited. Like you're excited to get going and explore things and get better at what you're doing and learn as much as you can about it. So that's, I, I love it personally. And it is so incredible. And that's why I'm so happy that we have internet and social media, because even though I'm still a student and I study, I don't have to worry about a job right now, this day, but in long term, yes. But this is why I love social media, because I can already start building my platform and do what I enjoy and have this plan B, if I can put it that way. And you never know, because you might start doing something just out of fun, like I do this podcast, but one day it might turn into a career or it might give you more opportunities in life and open new doors for you. So that's why I love social media. And as you said... Social media gave you a platform and helped you to grow as an entrepreneur and a digital artist as well. So that's incredible. And I'm thankful for that. Absolutely. It's awesome because, I mean, that was in 2016 and we're in 2021 already. And it's it's incredible the things that social media has has done since 2016. And there's so much potential and opportunity for anybody who, who wants to do something. But I think what gets people stuck is that they try too hard to, to just go viral or something. So they're not making, they're not making things wholeheartedly. They're making things so that they can just like go viral. And I was sitting in one of the rooms on Clubhouse and somebody said, um, viral is so weird. It's weird that people want to go viral because in all parts of the world, viral is a bad thing. And, <laughs> and I'm like, absolutely. Like, he's totally right. It's so funny. But I mean, you you want to think of the long term, like the long game. You don't you don't want to think of just right now. Because if you're thinking of right now, you're going to lose. And it's going to be very difficult. And you're not going to have a certain foundation. And you're going to have to keep starting over and over and over. Um, you have to think of the long, the long game. Like, what you're doing right now is exciting and fun and whatever. If you're trying, like, you're trying to go viral, whatever. 
But if you're trying to like start your own business or do something like that, think about when you're like 35 or 45 or 55 or whatever. You have to think about that, not just like, oh, I'm this right now. I have the freedom to do what I want because I have no responsibilities and nothing's holding me back and whatever. So I'm just going to just try to go viral all the time and see what happens. Because all these people going viral, do you even remember who they are a week later? Because all these other people are going viral now. So it's like, you don't want that. You, you want to build a community, have people respect you for your craft and what you're doing, rather than laugh because you made something funny that went viral or whatever. I don't know. Yes, I totally have to agree because there's a difference between going viral and be and becoming successful overnight because i feel like when you go viral you get this 15 minutes of fame but no one truly knows who you are what you do they just know the image that was put out and they probably will forget you in a day or two but if you become successful overnight which is not very common but it can happen people might already look up who you are and subscribe and save you as a person and become interested in you but that's why I feel like if I became successful over a longer period of time I think you even would appreciate it more than becoming viral and there's just this there is just this magical thing while maybe becoming successful over a long time because you meet all these people and you go through all of these experiences and obstacles and you appreciate it more. You have memories and it teaches you a lot. So at the moment when you become successful and you're at the top, you already know so much. And and it's something that only you can learn yourself on the path to becoming successful. I definitely think that putting all the hard work in your journey will definitely pay off. And something that I'm very curious about is how does it feel to be an entrepreneur in the city of Los Angeles, the one and only city where all your dreams come true in America, or that's how I've always felt about the city. So I know you do live in LA. So what do you think about the place and do you actually enjoy living there and do you feel like it helped you on your journey? to becoming this digital artist and pursuing your career. So I first want to acknowledge what you said before, and I want to bring in another quote for you <laughs> and say, um, have a goal so big that you have to grow into the person to become it and or to achieve it. And that is 1000% true. You want to have a goal that you can't attain right now because you're not the person who can who can grab it. You, you want to work towards becoming that person. And then you you feel like you've earned it. You know what you're talking about. And becoming a success overnight versus viral, like completely, that makes so much sense. Going viral, you go viral and then you're forgotten. Overnight success is people know what you're doing and they really like it. And you get all this attention really, really quick. And that can be a good thing if you're prepared for it, or it could be terrible if you're not prepared for it. But the long term and building that community, building that respect, building the skill sets that you need and everything, um, that, that is what 
that is what it's all about. I think that's, I think that's the best, honestly. Um, even though people want things right now, it's going to last a lot longer if you just grind through it, work your butt off and, and just keep doing what you're doing and constantly making. Yeah, exactly. Cause you, you want to be able to, to build something that's true to who you are. And maybe you don't even know that yet because you're still growing into the person that you want to become. And you're going to learn things along the way. It's the same as if someone wants to become a professional skier. You can become a professional skier overnight, even if you get the most incredible equipment, the most talented trainer. You just need to put in the time, the energy and the effort. And you have to do it for a long amount of time. So you can learn all the stuff that is basically known for the thing you want to achieve, but also on the path to getting to a goal, you will learn so many different things that you didn't even think would be part of the journey. And yeah, I totally agree with you. I love that. Absolutely. And in, in response to living in LA, it's, I love the weather. It's incredible. Um, For what has taught me, it has most definitely taught me to have thick skin. <laughs> you gotta have thick skin. It's you, You're coming to a world where everybody's chasing after their dreams. So it's not just you live in a small town, you're trying to bust out of that societal norm, and you're doing it there. It's like, no, you're in a big area now full of people who are not the societal norm, chasing after their dreams, going after what they want. And there are, there are a lot of sharp, um, kind of like go-getting people who don't necessarily care about you. <laughs> I'm trying to say it in a nice way. Um, but I think, and like, this is where I, I honestly feel like this is where I belong <laughs> because it's, it's just like so inspirational being around a bunch of people who are trying to to go after something and they're really going after it to add to what you said about the people i remember i had this conversation with someone in the comments on instagram and it was like a post and it was something about la and i commented and the person replied to me don't go to la it's full of toxic people and i thought about it and then i replied to them that i don't think there is a city in the world that is full of toxic people because every city, every town and every place on earth has nice people and toxic people. And it only depends on who do you surround yourself with and how do you act and behave because you attract what you are and what you do. So I think you don't need to think that LA is a toxic place to live in. Of course, there will be people that might not want you to succeed in life. But I think that if you... Um, surround yourself with people that are nice and you are a nice person you can always find great people anywhere in the world and it doesn't matter what city you're in because well look at you you live in LA and you're incredible <laughs> <laughs> thank you I I completely agree with you there, there are different ways of life I guess if um, from Ohio it's kind of like you live in the country um which means like there's lots of farmland and corn and stuff growing and all that stuff. Um, and there's more people willing to help you out if you need it, I guess. 
And in LA, it's less likely for people to want to come over and see how you're doing and, and help out. But I think that's also, that's different because where I come from, it's super family-based, family-oriented. Everybody's um, set in their ways. They've been doing the same thing for the last 30 years. In LA, it's, you're going fast. You're thinking about your next move. It's not really, um, I lived in West Hollywood at one point and I didn't see a baby or kids running around or anything. I just saw like single people with dogs and the majority of the time just walking around. So it's kind of just where you're located as well. Because people have different, I mean, that's why people move to LA. That's why people live in certain areas. That's why people move anywhere in the world. You have a certain um, thing that you're you're trying to, to be around. If you want to be around the mountains, you be around the mountains. If you want to be around high energy people who are going after their dreams, you go in different pockets of the world to find that. Um, it's just kind of who you are and what you want to be surrounded around. But you're right. There are toxic people and there are nice people, but there is not a whole slew of toxic people in just one area. I'm a good, I'm a good one, I promise. <laughs> exactly. And I also know that a lot of people have these um, over-the-top expectations of LA as well, even though I think of it as an incredible city with million opportunities It's not that you come there, you get off the plane at LAX and you're a Kardashian. Like, no, you will have to work and grind and you won't be living in a huge house with a pool and calabasas on day one. You'll be probably starting in a studio with no bed and furniture. But as I said, it's the part of the experience and everyone has to start somewhere and work themselves up and then you can appreciate the journey and just be grateful for what you have achieved yourself and be proud of yourself. Absolutely. And you're completely right. I feel like anywhere that you go, um, you don't just immediately get successful. You've got like, and have all the money in the world, unless you have the privilege of having that already readily available to you through family or whatever is going on. But You're right. When I, when I moved to West Hollywood, I had like, I had a roommate and it was like, I was paying like 2000 a month for my room just alone. And that was before like bills or anything. And I had a bed with no headboard, no anything. It was sitting on the floor and it was so a mattress. It was sitting on the floor and then I had like sheets and stuff. And then I had a desk and then a, a lamp without a shade on it. And that was it. That's all I had. But I never spent time in that room. I didn't care. Like I had, I did not care at all what was in that room because I just needed the desk to do my work, the bed to sleep, and then just like home to come to. But otherwise I was out like doing stuff. So I think I actually kind of enjoyed that a lot because that's, you don't have distractions. You're not so comfy at home that you just want to stay there. I just was out trying to make my way in the world. And I can't imagine how it is for all the entrepreneurs and freelancers in LA right now, because I know a lot of people there are used to working outside of their homes, in cafes, restaurants, on the beach, in the parks. And now during COVID, it must be really hard because you're stuck at this place. And it maybe doesn't even matter if you have a huge house or a small condo or an apartment. It does have to be sometimes a little overwhelming. 
especially when you're in an environment where it's always sunshiny and basically everything that you can do is made to be outside so you can enjoy it. Whether that's eating outside, working outside, being outside with other people, like there is just, it's definitely difficult. And I'm excited for things to go back to normal quotes, air quotes. Um, I'm completely ready for it. I personally worked in coffee shops every single day. And I haven't worked in a coffee shop since last, oh my gosh, since like the end of last, the end of February of last year. Well, Summer, it was incredible talking to you. And thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I had so much fun. Do you have anything you would like to add at the end? Uh, I just want to tell everybody that no one is you and that is your power. So if you're wanting to go after something and you are afraid because you think the world is oversaturated with whatever it is you're trying to go after, go after it because no one is you, no one has your mind, no one knows your next move. That is incredible. Well, thank you again for joining me. I really appreciate it and I had the best time. I can't wait for everyone to hear this. I will be trying to edit it and put it out as soon as possible. And thank you everyone for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and make sure to follow the official Instagram. It's at Boiling Tots. Thank you again. Thank you for listening and see you all next week. Bye summer. Bye everyone. Bye.